What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, episode 28. I really don't want to do this right now. Yeah, me too. Could you at least put a cowl on or something? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, guys. Happy New Year. Hope you had a happy holiday. Welcome back to the show. Thanks to all our new subscribers. Right? Oh, Thank my gosh. Thank you gosh. so much. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much to all of our uh, old fans that have been with us since the start that got us past 1,500 subscribers again. Welcome to you new fans. And if this is your first time watching our show and checking us out, please like this video. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. That's the best way to find out when we're doing our awesome, what was those? Are they giveaways, Steve? Speaking of giveaways, Alex, we've got a winner to announce of our epic 40th anniversary action figure freaking giveaway. Like, I, the words can't even come out of my mouth. We have a winner to announce. I feel like you know how like when like kids would like tune in to like a radio show in like the 40s. Mm -hmm. I feel like all of our viewers right now are waiting to see who wins that celebration. Yeah, they Luke. got their little orphan Annie Dakota <laughs> rings like, out. They're, they're like, like hashtag oh, BSR 2017, hashtag BSR 2017. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we've got a winner to announce and that winner is none other than YouTube user, Zackzilla. Zackzilla, congratulations. You just won all of these toys. Oh my gosh. Congratulations, Zackzilla. Guys, you don't want to miss out. We're always doing epic giveaways. And not only are we always doing epic giveaways, we're also doing... We are back with year two of Black Series Rebels, which means we can't leave you guys hanging on some new collectible action pins. You guys are new to the channel. This is how this works. Once a month, we release two limited edition action figure pins inspired by the old Kenner action figures. We've done Farm Boy, Breathing Noises, Beep Boop, Goldenrod, Scoundrel, Walking Carpet, all inspired by those old action figures that we love. And we have two new figures to announce this week. One of which is our most anticipated figure, and that figure is... Pay Warmer! <laughs> <laughs> That's right, guys. He's here. Peg warmer. No, just kidding. But he is part of the original 12 Kenner action figures, so we got to do him. Yeah, we He's do. He's here. Peg warmer's here, but he has a buddy. He has an imperial buddy. And, and that, this one is our most This requested. is our, our one of our most requested action figure pins, and it is... Buckethead. Bucket oh my gosh, these two pins look fantastic on the card. We're so excited for you guys to be able to check them out. Here is how you can score them. And I am not lying to you when I say these will sell out. Our last Hero's Journey collector set sold out in three minutes. That is 60 sets of pins in three minutes. So. The best way to get your hands on these if you want to start collecting them is to go to www.blackseriesrebels.com backslash shop on 9 a.m. January 13th, okay? So they will go on sale at 9 a.m. January 13th, Pacific Standard Time, that's California time, 12 p.m. if you're in the East Coast, and you can figure it out from there. I cannot reiterate, if you want to get a bucket head or a peg warmer, 
Go to blackseriesrebels.com backslash shop at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on January 13th to be able to score one. And they will sell out. And as you guys know, we use all of that money from the pins to help fund this show. Pays for editing, pays for cool LED lightsabers and big dumb BB-8s that are now behind us. As you can see, we did a little redecorating. We do all of that with your guys' generous support. So thank you so much for supporting the show and we're stoked to get these new action figure pins in your hands. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for supporting us, guys. This week, we do not have an interview with us, um, but that's okay. You got the two of us and the two of us are gonna have a conversation with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And this week we have decided to list our top five moments from The Last Jedi. So, if you haven't seen The Last Jedi yet, turn the sh turn it off. Still, We're not so, still subscribe. <laughs> Just turn it off and come back after you've mm -hmm. seen The Last Jedi because, guys, it's spoiler territory for the rest of the year. So, just, just so. So anyways, we're gonna list our top five moments. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And we're also gonna do a little community spotlight, which is a new segment we're doing. So yeah. Yeah, so if you guys want to go into our comments and actually leave your top five moments with the hashtag MyTopFive, let us know your favorite moments from The Last Jedi, because we want to hear what you guys have to say as well. And with that being said, hey Steve! You want me to take my shirt off again, don't you Alex? Nope, 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 I do not. Hey Steve! Yeah Alex? Yeah, maybe take your shit off again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's going on this week in Star, Star Wars News? Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's going on this week in Star Wars News? Well, we've been gone for a couple weeks, but, uh, you know, there's been a little bit of news that's filtered in. Let's catch up. Yeah, you want some catch up? How about a little movie called The Last Jedi has made over $1 billion at the box office. What is Disney going to do with their fledgling franchise? I don't know. I think I think they're in trouble, guys. <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble. I think we're in a lot of trouble. The backlash is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even say it without cracking up. Like the such a bomb. Oh my gosh. What is it? I love the articles that are like you'll you'll seriously see the headline is like like Last Jedi can't catch up to Force Awakens. Should Disney be worried? And you look at it and it's like, Last Jedi at this point has made like 700 million. And I mean, Force Awakens at 700 and Last Jedi's at 500. You're like, shut up. Yeah, it's actually at about uh, almost 545 million dollars after 20 days domestically. Domestically. Uh, and it's at 1.1 billion worldwide. And it hasn't even opened in China yet. Yeah, and I, that's the other thing. It hasn't opened in China yet. And Kelly Marie Tran will bring audience members, which is great because they're seeing themselves represented in mm -hmm. the movies more than they were in the 70s, 80s, even in the 70s, 80s. They didn't really have Star Wars yeah. in China. So it's always a big question mark what it will do in China. But they're only going to get more popular as these movies grow in popularity. Um, but they're going to just do terrible at the box office. Oh, there's, there's, it's probably going to make a couple hundred thou in China in, yeah. the, in the largest part. They got to really rethink this franchise, guys. It's really struggling. Should Disney be worried? Oh, absolutely. Are we being real or sarcastic? No, let's do this like we, let's try and do one. You tell me that news and I'll try to spin it like a clickbait article. Okay. okay? So read Ready? how much. Uh, Ready? Yeah. Here we go. The Last Jedi made one billion at the box office. <sighs> Beauty and the Beast made one point eight billion dollars, which means Disney is on a downward slope for 2017. 
they should be worried. This is a good opportunity for them to really start rethinking the Star Wars. I can't do Stop it. Stop it. You see Stop what I'm it. saying, though? Stop That's, it. It's like hilarious. It's like, man, they saw that 50% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. We should strike this from the canon. Like, come on. It's like, <laughs> dude, I can't deal with it without a straight face. I love that it well, is. Well, it's like it's got a petition now. It's just like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. Remove it from canon. Redo it. Let's get a new episode eight, part two. But Steve, we're just fanboys who love everything I Disney know. does. Fuck Dexter Jetster. <laughs> Disney needs to stop hiring inexperienced directors like J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Oh, Ryan <laughs> Johnson. Ron Howard. <laughs> Ron Howard. <sighs> They're in so much trouble. <laughs> I can't do this story without keep without. I think this is great news. <laughs> and it's funny because like everyone's spinning it like bad news. This is fantastic. Once again, a Star Wars movie is chugging along. It's proving it has legs. I think Force Awakens right now, around this time, so I, I do a, a lot of box office mojo, and they'll do like 10-day comparison, 18-day comparison, and you can kind of follow it. And it's under, it's around 200 million under Force Awakens, but it's keeping in step now. That's because Force Awakens' second and third week were like 50 million more. Yeah. So it's like, because Force Awakens was a monster hit. Like, you could spin every movie if you compared it to Force Awakens. Force Awakens is the number one movie of all time U.S. box office. No matter how you spin it, a Star Wars movie will make less than Force Awakens unless it makes more than Force Awakens. Yeah, but the real reason that The Force Awakens did so well, obviously it was great and everything, but... You guys remember, we had that long gap before the last Star yeah. Wars film, so like, this is you our had third that Star Wars train. movie. Yeah, it's our third like, Star Wars on, movie guys. in three years. And I think that we're coming up on the Martin Luther King three-day weekend, coming up soon in yeah. January, right? And it's like, it's, 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 I don't know if it has, but I think it's surpassed Jurassic World. It worked, I mean, and it's it right under Last Jedi. I mean, we're, if it hasn't, we're just like right there any yeah. day now. Which, by the way, I finally saw this video. Have you seen this video of the Jurassic World producer coming up? Oh, to Frank Ge Marshall, he Kathleen goes, Kennedy's husband. Yeah, she, he goes up to George Lucas and he's kind of joking. And he goes like, Jurassic's number one. And Lucas doesn't even <laughs> think it's funny. And he's like, I will crush you like a bug. Right to his face. <laughs> like, Lucas is flat out like, bitch, I'm going to sell like... You're going to sell as many Velociraptors in your lifetime as I'm going to sell Boss Nass Cup Toppers in six months. <laughs> like, you're not even in my league, homie, and he, like, swats them away. It's so yeah, funny. He does He does a little Luke in The Last Jedi to Kylo. So, can we just make, let's, like, on Black Series Rebels, like, come to us if you want to talk about how a movie is doing financially. Yeah. <laughs> like, because we're clearly the only ones who can comprehend how this works. It's making a go ungodly amount of money. That's all you need to know. They're going to keep making Star Wars movies. And they're going to keep making them, honestly, just like The Last Jedi. Because yeah. it's making a lot of money. And even if they make a bad one, they're going to make another one. <laughs> like, <laughs> get over it. Yeah, man. If there's one thing that making oh, you bad know what? movies... Disneyland's going to have to postpone that Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> they're in trouble. What's Hasbro no one's going to go. Are, that you, means we'll have it for ourselves. You think they're going to make Star Wars toys for Han Solo? Those oh. Constable Zuvios have been on the shelves oh, since no. The Force Awakens. You think they're going to keep making Black Series figures? Oh, no. We're going to have to change the name of our show. Our Luke Skywalker Black Series figure isn't worth as much as a carded 
double telescoping Luke Skywalker lightsaber from 1978. Failure. Should Disney be worried? <laughs> All right, all right, moving on, moving The name of this on. record is, should Dis this, this video is going to be, should Disney be worried, without question. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be, should Disney be worried, question mark, lols. That's what, I'm, that's what we're going to call it, lols. All right, next up, Johnny Boy Williams. He's going to be composing the Han Solo, or Solo, a Star Wars story, Theme, however, John Powell, the composer of like the Bourne series and whatnot, they did How to Train Your Dragon too, right? Uh, I don't, don't quote, quote us. me. I don't have that note. I know he did Shrek, so it's possible. Probably, yeah. Uh, he's gonna actually take over the score of the solo movie, but uh, Johnny Williams Boy is back. I personally think this is really great. I think that you know Williams wrote obviously all the scores for Leia and and Han, well, the not theme, Han, but the, the themes, themes yeah. the themes. You know, obviously he's done all the Star Wars movies. Han but, doesn't have uh, a theme, Rogue, but Han is like Leia has her theme, Luke has his theme, Vader, all that stuff. Han never got his own theme, so I think it's really fitting that, in my opinion, that he gets to come back and sort of round that character out. What do you think of this whole thing? John Williams is coming back to do a solo movie. Should Disney be worried? <laughs> Some on the internet do think that the you know, Star, Star Wars is going to be okay, John. The some greatest people, film. Some people on the internet do think that the greatest film composer of all time wants to keep working. Some on Some people think that you know that they should give new guys chances and and Williams should step aside. What do you say? I, I absolutely hear that argument. It's you know, John Williams, and, and I'm not making light of this. John Williams probably has a couple more years of life in him. So like, and that's and that that's incredibly heartbreaking, but he's also lived and maybe created the most iconic music of all time. Library. The, his, his library is basically the classical music equivalent of the Beatles to me. So while I hear that complaint, I kind of want to like just be like Randy Jackson from American Idol and be like, this is going to be a no from me, dog. Like I don't have time for your opinion. Right? It's like if you really think that John Williams shouldn't be involved in Star Wars... Because you want someone else to get a shot. It's kind of like they're going to make, we're going to get 30 more Star Wars movies in the next 35 years. I guarantee it. So maybe we take as much John Williams as we can get because I personally would love to see what John Williams gives to the solo movie. Plus, too, we all know it's going to be a huge financial disaster at the box it's office. Be terrible. So hopefully we'll, hopefully, we'll at least get John Williams themed. <laughs> It's going to be us just laughing at internet. Our, I hope our audience is like, we've been waiting for these guys to come back and just laugh at all of these sweaties. Let's keep it going. Oh, God. Speaking of solo, while we've been gone, some solo art leaked. It was, you know, supposedly it was on a Russian calendar and everyone was like, oh my God, it's the Russians, it's the Russians. <laughs> and then Lucasfilm was like, yeah, I don't know what it is. And then now as of today, which is Thursday when we tape our show, it's like Lego it's now boxes. Lego once again leaking out their stuff and what is the artwork that's on the Lego box? But Well, I got, I got a little heat on our Twitter. because oh, a little heat? A little heat. I retweeted and said, this is probably fake because the original... Like, leak of it was cropped so bizarrely. Yeah. Like, it looked as bizarre as that old Han Solo logo looked on it. Yeah. Like, the design of the Russian calendar next to it looked more... 
<laughs> legitimate. <laughs> look more appealing than the way they cropped it. Now looking at with looking at it with all of the white and the Falcon flying through Donald it. Donald Glover and Amelia Clark. But you could see them in it, but it was just very yeah. like, like her face was like right here on the crop. <laughs> I was like, is this real? This looks really bad. Now seeing it in its full layout, I think it looks really cool. I love the colors. I'm getting a real Cloud City vibe. You getting a Cloud City vibe? Yes, I am. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Look at that box art. Look at that crazy box art. More importantly that. though, the Falcon's on there, and the Falcon looks a little different. I don't. Looks, looks, the, am looks, I the only one that had like instantly when I saw it was like, I made a few modifications myself. If you'll just get on board, of course it looks different. How the hell are they going to sell action figures if the Falcon looks exactly the same? It has to look different. It's going to be a failure, though. Well, yeah, the Falcon looks different in Han Solo. Should Disney be worried? <laughs> But what cool. if Lord Miller great. got fired because they were just like, no, we don't want to make the Falcon look like that. And they just argue, we've got to sell toys. Start the rumor here. Start the rumor here. Lord Miller didn't want to sell toys. <laughs> <laughs> Movie's going to fail. Um, I think it looks really cool. I think it, it kind of resembles the front end of a, a Star Destroyer. Um, and it's got like these cool little blue decals on it. I think it looks really cool. I'm going to do a callback to our year one episodes when I was talking about some of the Snoke stuff that came out and some of that. Yeah. This is kind of why you want to put out trailers when you got trailers ready because people see box art before they see footage and the internet is going to be the internet so, and it's going to explode and get mad and judge. So at this point, at this point, we are now on our fourth new Star Wars film? Fourth new Star Wars right. film. And this is now the fourth time this has happened with our first kind of looks at yeah. stuff from one of these films. Mm-hmm. Starting it, to feel it, like... Is it, it just the strategy? It's starting to feel like <laughs> it's it just the strategy? the strategy. Like, they'll dangle that out, and then we'll... I don't know if it was the strategy with this one, because Disney came out and they were like, that's not real. But then <laughs> you know they like mean? went real silent. They're like, we don't know what that's from. We can't confirm it. Well, I'm just glad that it's not, like, a poster. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As long as it's not a poster, I don't care. It reminds me of, like, the kind of crap you'd get, like, on, like, one of these. Like a chintzy glass set from Target. Like, they'll just, like, print it on the cup and be like, Cool solo cup! Solo! And people will line up around the block, but it'll be a little shorter than it was for Rogue One. And should Disney be worried? I think they should be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, we're just cracking ourselves up today, Alex. All right, buddy. More Last Jedi news. We're coming. We're circling back to the Last Jedi. Um, So, Ryan Johnson. Before we trust. Yes, we still still trust. trust. Um, Before before the movie actually came out, before Last Jedi came out, he actually did all the Blu-ray. Um, stuff, the special features, all yeah. of that, commentaries. Uh, he did reveal that there are over 20 minutes of deleted scenes, and these aren't just chintzy little scenes like, you know, you watch like an extended cut or whatnot of like a comedy, and you're like, I mean, ooh even boy. Force Awakens. Yeah, you're like, ooh boy. It's like, <laughs> good thing that's not in it. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. But he's saying that there are like full on complete sequences. He says there's a whole sequence on the Mega Star Destroyer um, with. Finn and Rose and Benicio Del Toro's DJ. They're kind of psyching out some troopers, doing a bunch of stuff, but like whole sequence. 
in my opinion, what I'm really so excited about is there's like whole, he says there's whole sequences on act two with Ray and Luke. Um, he alludes that there's actually an entire sort of um, uh, like lesson yeah. sequence and that there's actually a really big emotional scene between the two of them. Uh, and then he also says that, you know, there's stuff, there's some more stuff, extended stuff with like Poe and Finn and, and Rose. But what do you think, bud? I think it sounds great. I think a lot of the, I'm going to be really interested to see the Finn, Rose, and Benicio stuff. Because I have a feeling I'm going to have wished it was in the movie. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling I'm like, yeah, just a little bit more might have helped me kind of latch on to the Finn and Rose chemistry a little bit there towards the end. I I bet there's some Canto Bite stuff there's in there. There's got to be some there's Canto Bite. There's got to be some Canto Bite. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. That's all. There's no way Justin Because that's Thoreau. the moment. Like, I, I've grown. Like, I, that's the most heated sort of discussion, pe problem people have had, at least I have found, with, with the movie. Um, I know. I just I don't know if it's the most heated. I think it's the most, the most general. It's the most general complaint. Complaint. Yeah. And I agree with the complaint. Yeah. I. But that's the one where you can definitely tell that's where a lot of the movie was was trimmed. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, this sounds great. Uh, for Christmas, I, I got me a, a fancy little 4K. Oh. OLED TV, oh, and wow. uh, I got me hmm. a new little Sonos soundbar. Hmm. So these are Christmas <laughs> gifts to myself. These weren't actual presents. I went out and bought them, and was like, "Thanks for the Christmas gift, hon." Um, so I can't wait. I'm like counting the seconds until I can get Last J on Last Jedi on Last J. I like the Last J. Last J. Yeah. Although Jeff Sessions wouldn't like that. No, he wouldn't. Mm -mm. No, no, he's coming for the Last J. Not gonna happen in California, baby. <laughs> uh, this sounds great. I, I, my favorite thing to do is like one of my favorites is like run to Target. You're usually at work. I'm usually going before an audition, and I'm like, which version do you want? I'm like calling you, taking. Meanwhile, all these... we've already got it on Apple. Oh, I already. <laughs> it's already it been. Apple. It's already been watched yeah. and ordered on Apple. Yeah, and then I usually rush home, throw it on, and then like at night, I'll kind of like dim the lights. Turn on those LEDs behind your screen. And that OLED. I'll pick the perfect UHD. color, probably red, because that's clearly the aesthetic they want me to have. True. And then I will lock in, baby. Maybe heat up some green milk. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Should Disney be worried? I don't I don't want to have green milk. Oh boy. Is that Yikes. it for news? No, we've actually got one more story. It actually relates. We're going back to solo. Damn. Uh, Christian Bale is out doing some press right now for a movie and he told one of the interviewers that he was actually in talks and up for a role in Solo. Got to be Woody Harrelson's I, role. I mean, everyone's assuming it's the Woody Harrelson role. Um, but the interesting thing about it is Bale talks about how um, his daughters are huge Star Wars fans. And he's a Star Wars fan from when he was a kid. And so it's sort of this like bonding thing. But also, he, he, he says he really hopes that talks will continue in the future for a possibility of him being in a Star Wars film later on, especially considering... He's got this relationship already previously with Kathleen Kennedy and her husband, Frank Marshall, um, because they casted him when he was a little boy in Spielberg's Empire of the Sun. <laughs> Alex's favorite movie before Star Wars. <laughs> B-52, Cadillac of the sky! And the guy flies by and he's like waving. He's like... That movie is really sad. Matthew Broderick, I think, is in it. Mm. 
I could be wrong. You're very wrong. John Someone, Malkovich. No, there's a young... Uh, I, I don't, I, there's a... I don't think Matthew Broderick... Ma- Matthew Broderick had already been in Ferris Bueller by that point. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be weird. Maybe. Uh, there's, this, there's, there's someone in it that's like a young... Christian Bale. Young, no, no, no. Moving like on. A, Christian anyways, Bale. Moving on. <laughs> the show just came to a screeching halt. <laughs> uh, uh, this sounds great. I'm actually going to call out my boy Ken Knapsack on uh, Collider Jedi Council. They were talking about this. They were talking about who they would want Christian Bale to play. And I'm genuinely shocked that they did not say who I'm about to say who oh, should play. Oh, you hear this? He's coming for you, Ken. I'm genuinely shocked because I'm always a little like, man, these guys really love Grand Admiral Thrawn. And oh, they yeah. really want Thrawn to be in a movie. So wait, are you about to say what I think you're about Christian to say? Christian Bale should play Thrawn. What? What He's about an... Ty Burrell? Well, obviously I'd prefer blue Ty Burrell. But blue Christian Bale is actually a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> like, blue Christian Bale is actually meant for that role. Like, who knows, man? Maybe like they'll make Thrawn like, super meek and skinny like the machinist that he can mm. shrink into his role. Mm. Or he can get... Yoked for, yoked th- Thrawn. I'm Thrawn. I'm Thrawn. I'm Thrawn. I'm Thrawn. I am Thrawn. Thrawn. I love it. Batman Thrawn. Thrawn. I love man. it. I love it. Yeah, a lot of people. You know, We're a lot like of pe- Jedi. A lot of people want him to like be a Jedi in the Knights of the Old Republic and whatever. Um, can't wait to read those comments. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot. They actually, I saw some people speculated that you know, what about Boba Fett and that whole thing? That'd be cool. I, I'd like to see Bale play a bad guy, I, and I think Thrawn would be cool. Yeah, I think Boba Fett is an interesting choice. Uh, I'm not against that idea, but I got to tell you, the fan. Uproar. Can you imagine, regardless of the uproar of who got cast in it, regardless of the film, can you imagine? Everyone's like, that's not how I did it with my toys and the growing up, and it's just not how I saw the movie to be. If any. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do Angry Kid with his toys. <laughs> 55 year old man in a Boba Fett movie. No, this is not how I imagined it. <laughs> Stop it, guys. Stop it. <laughs> oh, man. This is the best episode of Black Series Rebels ever. You guys liked our last one about last year. This is already the greatest episode we've ever done. Uh, that is uh, That was a funky little chunk of news. I think it's a, we're a little slow because yeah. last today. We're actually doing a new segment this week. We're actually going to uh, spotlight uh, an upcoming art show with oh, yeah. uh, our good buddy Matt Ritchie and his son Miles Ritchie. We want you guys to uh, uh, hear about some of the art they're doing. It's super awesome. We're going to start doing a lot more of this sort of spotlighting the community, which is why we call it Community Spotlight. So why don't we take it to Community Spotlight! This week, we are spotlighting a father and son artist duo that are having a show coming up in the San Francisco Bay Area that we think Star Wars fans would love to check out. And that is Matt Ritchie and his son, Miles Ritchie. Now, these guys go way back with the Black Series Rebels. They're good friends of mine. Steve finally got to meet him at DesignerCon. And the two of them are amazing. <laughs> First of all, not only are they amazing, they are some of the most genuine nicest, not pretentious, Dude. <laughs> art school confidential stereotype. They are they are the opposite of that stereotype, and these guys 
I'm just going to say it. Patty, cover your ears. They're f***ing rad. Yeah. Miles and Matt have been making amazing art for a long time. Now, obviously, Matt's kind of been at it for a long, long, long time. And I've sort of, uh, I discovered him through Cody, the guys that helped us with our pins and all of our design. Uh, Matt's somewhat of a, a mentor to him. They used to do these art nights together in Northern California when uh, we were still living up in the Bay Area. And the moment I saw Matt's art, <laughs> I was like, this dude like does everything that I love in like a pop artist. He kills it. There's a little bit of a graffiti influence. There's a little bit of all like kind of a skate influence. A ska definitely a skate influence. Like Matt's real big, big into skating as are we, as you can see from our set. But the real cool thing he's focusing on for this show in particular is these slump characters. Yeah. So he takes famous characters from pop culture and he puts them all in a sort of like a generic, sad, slumped over pose and he puts them in these really beautiful, ornate, woodcut shadow boxes. So some of our Star Wars fans will be stoked to know they have a Slave One with all, all of the, the banners. It's Dude. so good. Like, it's I hope so I... Good. So the, the show opened at Spoke Art last yeah. night. You have some you you know, the info yeah, for the it, show? So it opened up at Spoke Art on Saturday, January 6th was the opening night. Um, and... Get your butts to San Francisco. I wish I was up there right yeah, now. Yeah, so I, I wish I was in the bed. I'm hoping that by the time you watch this, I own that yeah. of that slump thing. I probably yeah. won't. Yeah. And Spoke Art's a gallery up in San Francisco. They've also got a spot out in New York. Yeah. He pops all over the place. Like you can catch yeah. a Matt Ritchie show in New York. You can check it in Chicago. He'll be in LA all the time. I know he's going to be down in LA coming up. At some up. point, coming up. At some up. point, yeah. coming up. And he's the thing that's cool about this Spoke Art show is he's doing his first ever duo show with his son, Miles, who's now flourishing into quite the young artist yeah, himself. how old is he? Like 18? Dude, I think he's 19 yeah. now. He's 19. And Tom Holland already Spidey has himself. a Spider-Man piece that yeah. he did. So yeah. he basically, he started doing these really cool like versus skateboard decks. And that was like Miles sort of finding himself. And now he does these really cool like 3D ornate woodcut uh, I would say sculptures. I would say they're like framed sculptures. They're they're definitely some. There's I mean, like depth to it, but it still hangs on the wall. Check check out Miles on Instagram or check we'll out throw, the Spoke Art Gallery. We'll throw some of this art up there. But there's an amazing Darth Vader. Yeah, he. I mean, even like to get off Star tough Wars, looking. like he did an amazing David Lynch. He did yeah. a really cool Edgar Allan Poe for a Guillermo del Toro show. Um, but I'll talk a little bit more about about Matt as well because I, I Papa Ritchie. Papa, Papa Richie, I have a couple of Papa Richie pieces. I have a, a severed hand. You got a Gallery 88 here I, in LA. I got a Gallery, which by the way, I bumped into Jermaine Lucier. What's up, Jermaine? First in line to try and snag a Matt Richie Han Solo blaster he did with a little flag coming out of it, like the old toy Ow. gun that said pew. Pew, yeah. It said pew. Uh, he did, so he had a, a show at Gallery 198 called uh, Bringing a Knife to a Gunfight. And it was all pop culture guns Weapons, and knives. and man sword. Dude. And he had yeah. Han Solo gun, but he had my favorite Bespin Luke. So he had the Bespin severed hand shadow box with a with an acrylic blue saber inside of it. And I was like, I have to have that. Yeah. And Matt, it, the other cool thing about Matt is like he's a very supportive guy. 
Oh, yeah. He's not going to blow smoke up your butt. Nope. But he's a very supportive, really cool guy, and you can see it in Miles. And I, I love that they're doing a show together, and I that's why I want Star Wars fans out there to maybe get out, maybe get out of the angry internet for the day and go, like, check out some... Some fans that are making super cool stuff. Original cool stuff. And he's not just making Star Wars stuff. He's got like a whole thing of like the Spidey villains. He's got Rick and Morty. Uh, he does a whole uh, Super Friends um, set. There's, yeah. there's a lot of very cool stuff. And so you guys should go get online, check out Matt Ritchie, check out Miles. And if you're in the Bay Area, go check out the go show. Go check out the show at Spoke Art in San Francisco. If you get a chance to meet Matt, tell him, I saw you on Black Series Rebels, and you should come on the show, even though he is going to come on the show. Not only should he come on the show. Matt, this is a, a Public not, service announcement This is Matt. a not-so-subtle plea, because I know he watches our show while he paints. We need something... Matt Ritchie and Miles Ritchie on this set. I'm looking at this woodcut Rebel Alliance thing and I'm thinking, I'm not married to it. <laughs> That's like the most like, so, uh, no, we're, we're gonna do our best to get something from Matt, maybe even from this show if I snag that Boba Fett piece, get that on our set because, Ooh. man, I love, I just love seeing artists go out and take what they love and turn it into something beautiful. And Miles and Matt are doing that right now with this show. Uh, hit up Spoke Art, check it out. We're gonna be doing a lot more of these community spotlights. If you guys yeah. are fan artists, if you do fan art, please email us at blkseriesrebels at gmail.com. We'll put uh, that in the show notes. Send us some of your fan art. We'd love to. Even if there's artists that you're fans of that maybe it's not your art, like, yeah. Let us know. We want to we want to start spotlighting people this year and really uh, let you guys know some of the stuff that we're really into, and we want to see some of the stuff that you're into. Uh, so uh, we don't have an interview this week, uh, so we're gonna do a little conversation with ourselves. We're gonna talk about each of our top five moments in the Last Jedi. So why don't we take it to a conversation with ourselves? Okay, so this week we don't have a guest, and we are going to have a conversation with ourselves, and we have decided to number our top five moments from The Last Jedi, starting from number five and working our way to number one. This kind of sounds like Ken, our buddy Ken Knapsack show. We just ripped it off. We just ripped it off. We, we love Force you, Ken. Awakens this. <laughs> if, if Force Center is a new hope, we just are. We're doing the Force Awakens. Yeah. Who needs originality around here, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Anyhow, <laughs> I'm going to start with my number five. All right. Well, how many times have you seen it? As of today, I have seen it four times. By the time this airs on Sunday, I'm hoping I will have seen it five times. How many times? I have seen it six times, and by the time this airs, I'm hoping I will have seen it with you six times. <laughs> <laughs> and Cisco. Seven times. Oh, seven, because I've seen times. it six times. So I'm yes. hoping I will have seen it seven times. Tight. Tight. All right. You ready for my number I five? I got no job right now. <laughs> I go back to my job on Monday. <laughs> oh, yeah. The unions are back, baby. Next week, we're done. <laughs> Gotta make that cheddar. Mm -hmm. Number five. All right. My number five moment from The Last Jedi. And again, these, these things are going to change, guys. Don't hold me to it. Luke and Leia reuniting. But not really reuniting. 
Eh, I'll take it. But they reunited. It's just the sweet embrace, the look, the clearly Carrie Fisher written line of, I know, changed yeah. my hair, the dice. I don't know. It just, he kisses her on the forehead. Yeah. It's just. I love that those dice are clearly going to be in solo. Yeah. <laughs> like they're yeah. clearly like, yeah. let's get them dice yeah. in here. You think Lord and Miller, it was like that moment, you think it was one of those moments when Lord and Miller was still on the movie, but sort of like when Ryan Johnson said to JJ, hey, can you, can you give me R2 and you take BB-8? I think that was the moment where he was like, you think you can put the dice in this movie somewhere? Yeah, maybe. I, uh, I, I love that moment. I will say, I, I was never this like, oh my God, they need to reunite. Guys, so it was nice to it was a nice thing for for me to see on screen, but it wasn't something I was anxiously awaiting. I, I kind of felt the same way. Like I never really got super bummed that we didn't get Han and Luke together. In yeah, Force no, Wings. I'm I'm not bummed, and I wasn't like, oh my god, I need to get them together. Yeah, you I just love the I moment. Think, I think the moment's really beautiful. I think that again with you know Carrie, rest in peace. Like it's just this beautiful moment that I'm so glad I got. We got to see, and we got those two, not just Luke and Leia, but Mark and Carrie got to have that, yeah. that moment together. Um, I just thought it was a really beautiful, sweet moment. Yeah. So. That's a great number five. What's yours, buddy? My number five is once again involving uh, Carrie Fisher, but a younger Carrie Fisher. My number five moment is R2 playing oh. the original message from A New Hope. Basically calling Luke to adventure once again, being like, uh, I'm, I can't do it. You don't understand. And he plays that message. He's like, don't be such a punk. Cheap move. Like, it, yeah, and yeah. he goes, that's a cheap move, pal. <laughs> and it is a cheap move, right? I uh -huh. love that R2 is uh -huh. like, don't be lame. Yeah, like, let's do this. Don't do this again. You already, I can't go to Alderaan. I'm busy enough as it is. <laughs> like, like, yeah, trying I mean, to go for, to the Tashi station. I can't, I'm, I can't, I can't go with you. I'm, I'm, I'm busy enough. Like, I'm in trouble enough as it is. Yeah. Like, I love that it's like, it's a Luke moment. It's mm -hmm. like, he's denying that call to adventure. And Luke goes on a little, like, kind of reverse hero's journey in a weird way in this movie. Like, we definitely relive some of these beats that we love about Luke, as much as the internet might not agree with that. I'm sorry, but we kind of do. And I, just that moment when I saw it on the screen, I remember just going, oh, and I remember the hearing the audience go, oh, and I know when something's really good when my girlfriend reacts to it in this at the same love letter, because she likes Star Wars, but like not, clearly not, She's not too, sweaty. She's, she's not, not talking she's about not it on this. the internet every week. She's not this, right? So, but just to, to see, hear her go, because she knows everybody knows that. Everybody yeah. knows. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. So that I thought that moment for me was a really great way to justify putting something like that in. It makes perfect sense why that's in there. It could have totally, could have totally shoved that in. In some stupid way, yeah. but it's not stupid. It no. totally serves a purpose. Absolutely. Awesome. Number four. Okay, my number four moment in The Last Jedi is the moment on Crate. Um, Poe and the gang are trapped, and the little crystal foxes are able to get through the rocks. And then we get onto the other side, and we see Rey run down, and she looks at this huge pile of rocks, and she goes, lifting rocks. <laughs> it's very Lifting cheeky. Rocks. It's kind of cheeky, but it's just sort of like, 
This yeah. is what it is. This is what it is. <laughs> oh, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a nice little nod too to like Luke stacking rocks. My favorite Empire Strikes Back shot is him doing the one arm, one <laughs> one arm, arm handstand <laughs> and Yoda's on his foot just like... I'm just like, how is he learning anything? Everyone's so mad. Everyone's so mad about like, Luke had all this training! <laughs> Lifting rocks. Imagine if you went to the gym and you were like... <laughs> I and imagine if you went to like a Buddhist temple and you were like, I want to become the most enlightened person on the planet. And he said, great, do a one-armed handstand and I'm going to stand on your foot. And then I'm going to have you lift rocks. And then lift rocks with your mind. Go. Everybody would be like, this dude's a maniac. This dude's a maniac. Yoda's a maniac. I love it. I love that moment with the rocks. I think that's a good call. And yeah. I remember going, <laughs> nice. But... The shot, the part I maybe we just I think we just have a different sort of like thing that hits us about these yeah. movies because the part about that that I went bananas for is that shot of her with her hand oh, yeah. out and the rocks are framing her. I was just like, boing! Like it's just like that's straight. Sorry, Patty. That's like beautiful to look at. Yeah, yeah. You for know a movie's good when you're so invested in the story that you're missing just how stunning everything is you're looking at. It, I mean, that movie is stunning to look yeah, at. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, I follow a guy on... I follow a, a Twitter called One Perfect Shot. So do I. Um, and and it, multiple times a day, they take these really great shots from all kinds of movies. Has he done Last Jedi yet? No, but that movie is chock full of beautiful... Beautiful, one perfect shot. One perfect shot. He's probably like, like, can't wait to get my hands on a bootleg copy of that. Start <laughs> ripping some one perfect shots. What's your number four, bud? Uh, my number four is actually the first lesson that Luke gives Ray, where she sits on the rock and they do the funny. It's like the whole little scene is kind of my favorite yeah, moment. Like and he hits her with but, the thing. I reach feel out. It. I reach feel out. It. Oh, I, feel oh, it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Oh, you feel it? That's the force. Yeah. Slap, and then she gets back to it, and then. You just you're contrasting this really funny moment, this really funny joke, perfectly delivered by Mark Hamill. Daisy Ridley plays that perfectly. Oh my God! The part I noticed it when I watched it for the fourth time today, where she was like, she was like, she was like, oh, you meant like, got it? Okay, got like it. it's just yeah. And I love it too. Like they clearly had a lot of trouble not breaking on that because she's clearly smiling. Like, she's really trying. Like, they probably the only take they were able to get. It's just a really great moment into uh, the Force vision that she yeah. has. You know, we've been waiting sort of since the very first trailer. Breathe. Just breathe. Now, reach out. What do you see? Light. Dark. Cold. Hot. Cold. Violence. All these, yeah. Uh, uh, calm. Peace. Violence. Life. Death. Life. Death. Just like this, like... Like light, dark, and then she sees the hole on the island. Just that whole moment, like with the grass growing and the waves crashing, and like the little porg. That that moment to me uh, gave me the the old feeling I always used to feel when I would hear Yoda's luminous beings. We are not this crude matter. Like that to me, just I always thought. You know, we talked a lot about balance, and I think what really. This movie has kind of solidified what I think balance in the Force is. I don't think balance is this like literal description of like, there are two Jedi and there are two Sith and it makes a yin and yang. For me, balance is something that happens internally with the Force user. That's how I've been thinking about it lately. So you can be balanced 
in the force and be completely invested in the light side. And you can be balanced in the force and be completely invested in the dark side. Snoke says to Kylo, you are unhinged, you are unbalanced. He says to him, mm -hmm. you have not committed. Pick a side. Pick the side and be comfortable there. I think a lot of people think balance is like this teeter-totter. Now, I could be wrong. We could get lit up in the comments about all the canon novels, but that's just how I am starting to internalize this idea of the Force. It's like, you choose your side, you exist within that side, and how you, the choices you make define what the type of balance you have when you're connected to the Force. And just that whole moment, every time I see it in the theater, I'm just so happy that we have Star Wars again, and it's not like midi-chlorians. No. That it's just this general sort of like, no. light, dark, cold, peace, violence. It's just, it's great. Yeah, I love and that then, moment. Well, and, then, and this is kind of going off on that. This is another thing that like I loved was, it, it within that moment is this part about, you know, Basically, Luke saying the Force doesn't belong to the yes, Jedi. Yes, and that would be and that's, the Force doesn't belong to the Jedi. That's vanity or whatever the line is, and it, it really clicked. I, I I've seen the movie four times, but on this fourth time, it really clicked with me in this sense that was just sort of like the Jedi don't own it, the Sith don't own it. It's I mean, Obi Wan's been telling us this since the start that it it breathes through us. It's it that, surrounds and that, us, and it, that is like the third part of that yeah. whole chunk that I really love and it, when. Hamill goes, he says this like, and that is your first lesson. Yeah. And she's like, and he explains it, and it's just so awesome. That moment played out better than my wildest dreams could have imagined from the trailer. Which so good. is awesome. Which is why it's time for the Jedi to die. Did I end? The end, yes. You're off the Star Wars show. I'm off the Star <laughs> Wars show. <laughs> Uh, what's your number three, bud? Uh, my number, again, I, these are these little tiny little moments for me. When he just looks at Kylo Luke and he just goes, see you around, kid. And just, <laughs> like, it's this weird thing where all of a sudden Luke kind of in a weird way embodied Han, but didn't. And I'm reading way too much into it, but it was almost sort of like the goodbye I didn't get to see of, say, if I really wanted Luke and Han together. Like, and that's just me building this up in my own imagination. Huh. But at the same time, it's just this great moment where it's almost at the same time like Han is speaking through Luke to his son totally. as well. I, I, I that, that's maybe my, one of my favorite lines in the yeah, whole and I'm movie. Looking, I'm looking way too deep into yeah. it. It's just, it's how it meant to me. It gave me the feels of it all. I like it because it's flat out like, yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> You're going to see a lot of me. Yeah. I'm gonna be haunting you as a little blue glowy here pretty soon, and it's not gonna go well for you. Yeah. It's not like you made your choice, dude. And you wanna hear voices in your head? You wanna to talk to grandpa? Yeah. You're wait, talking to me. Wait till I come <laughs> by with your grandpa. Wait yeah. till you hear what your grandpa has to say. Like yeah. I thought it just that that moment's great. It also really is sort of showing us like this ain't over yet. Like, see you around, kid. And again, I keep going like Luke knows everything that's gonna happen. He has foreseen this. Luke is the man. He crushes it. Love it. Uh, my number three happens right after that, mm -hmm. which would be uh, the recreation of the Twin Suns, mm. which is my favorite moment in Star Wars of all time. And the first time I watched it, I was, I, first I had to pee so bad the first time I watched it. I, I mean, I, we're talking, my first screening of The Last Jedi, I had to urinate since Canto Bite. I held it 
for two and a half hours. I was like, me too. I was like, I refused. I refused to get up. So the they recreate kind of the twin sun shot he's looking out. And the first time I watched, I didn't even notice that it was twins, twin sons. I was like, that's awesome. He's looking out on the sunset. Now that I see that it's that, oh my gatos. It's just like, <laughs> oh my gatos. It's just so good. It's so good. It's so good. There's a weird, there's kind of a weird like continuity, like uh like uh, they call it like the line, like he does like a, a camera move or a cut that is a little jarring to me. I can't place how he gets from like this to like, to like this because he kind of goes. To a peaceful moment, yeah, peaceful he, stance. Yeah, and again this all kind of ties in together, right? It's not just that moment. It's like the meditating, like he's meditating so hard. Like the whole, that whole Luke reveal to me is so awesome. Yeah. The Last Jedi gives you everything you want in a way that you didn't know you wanted it. And oh, that, no, it didn't. 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 No, it it's didn't. a failure. No, it it's a failure. Okay, we got that out of our system. The Jedi would never run and hide. The Jedi are fighters like Obi-Wan. Wait. Yoda. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. They hid. Stop it. That's another show. That's a whole other That's show. another show. Okay. <laughs> number two. My number two moment. And this one I was struggling with, because this one for so long I've been like, oh, it's my number one, it's my number two, it's my... Again, not like a story moment. Just a, uh, an action moment in the movie that makes me feel, make, reminds me of other moments in the other movies. And this is the moment where Kylo has just sliced and diced Snoke in half. Gave him the Darth Maul treatment. Gave him that Darth Maul You're treatment. You're not important. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Cuts him in half. Bye. And then Luke's Bespin lightsaber comes flying at the screen, and all of a sudden, just from the bottom of the screen, Daisy Ridley, Ray's hand comes up and catches it. Now, this kicks off the epic fight scene. Throne room but fight. But this moment, it's, yes, it's obvious. It harkens back to when Luke, you know, uses the force to get his his lightsaber from Palpatine. It's also it remi- it gives me the feels that when Luke at the beginning of, the, of Return of the Jedi, R two shoots him, the ignite the green parts of it reminds me of gives me the feels of when Han and Empire like opens the door and and starts blasting at um, Vader. It, it, it just it there's something about the shot, the way it's constructed, the moment, the emotion, the music, everything in that moment, and again the audience just starts clapping and is just right there, right with it. It's well, one it's of those moments, co- like like Ruben said in our last show, uh, Jordan Peele calls them movie moments. Yeah, That's a movie moment in this film. Yeah, uh, he, I even love, too, you see Kylo go, like, like he pulls it like with <laughs> yeah. his fingers, it goes, uh-huh. and then you see that catch. Uh, I totally agree. That actually, when we were doing our list, I totally forgot about the throne room, and I'm like, shit! <laughs> We gotta do six. We gotta do six moments. I was like, I gotta get that on my list. I was about ready to bump everything down to get that in. I'm like, no, I'll commit to it. Steve's got it on. So it's like honorable mention, as in like it should be number two, <laughs> but that's okay. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is actually, and this this will change because I don't think it, it's not exactly how I would have done the moment, mm-hmm. but it's another one of those movie moments, and it's the Holdo light speed uh, through the supremacy. Uh, 
And that's and controversial. It's controversial because but a movie moment as but well. But a movie moment. It's controversial because I do think it probably would have resonated better if it had been somebody like Admiral Akbar or even Leia, mm -hmm. like somebody that we are super invested su in. Invested in. We aren't invested. I wasn't invested yet in, in order. And I'm yeah. sure I'll become more invested in Holdo as I spend more time with it. Like as you did with. Akbar, when he was just a secondary character, but for the last thirty years, we've all been watched saying that movie over and over again, and you, you grew to make him exactly. bigger than he is. Exactly. All Akbar says is it's a trap and floats around in a big like fishbowl. Yes. Like that's really all he does. But he's he's still great. Concentrate. Oh, right on the storm start. Like that, that's Admiral Akbar is great. Holdo will. She'll get that. She'll get there. I, I know she will. Uh, which is why this moment is, again. The silence, the way they hold that silence, and the way like the debris like skips, mm -hmm. like the light skips out, it's just like there is not a shot in the prequels. Mm -mm. In any uh, in all of Force Awakens, that is as beautiful as that light speed shot. I would even argue to say that there's not a shot that's as beautiful in Return of the Jedi as that light speed shot. Now, the Twin Suns in A New Hope, I would say, is like maybe one of the best moments in cinema, so it's not going to top that. But even, I'm talking pure composition, cinematography, effect, light. I'm not saying the most meaningful, I'm talking about visually, just what your but eye. But that's a, that's a moment that's visual. It's all visual. Even without sound. the sound there, that, like, it's just 100% fantastically constructed. Yeah, it's just like, and trust me, Lucas, Ryan, Disney, when they saw that, they all went, yup. Like, everybody knew that's going to be a moment that people are talking about. That is going to be like on the Oscars when they're doing like the what happened this year in movies. I guarantee you they will show that shot. But why didn't they do that before in the other movies? Nobody oh. thought to do that ever before. God. I can't even... I can't even. I'm so tired. I'm really worn out. Number one. That brings us to our number one, pal. Number one, which we went over these before. We know we have the same number one, which is Luke and Yoda. The Luke and Yoda scene is rock star from start to finish. It's one, it's kooky Yoda. That's it's my Dagobah Yoda. Yoda is back. I like kooky. Weirdo Yoda. Senile Yoda. I like... Eating the weird sausage Yoda. Poking at Luke. Poking at Luke. Arguing about wanting the little torch from the little flashlight from R2-D2. Mine! 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 Or I will help you not! Mm -hmm. Like, that... Just not taking it seriously, but is so serious at the same time. I always love this idea that Yoda just puts on this act. <laughs> it's great. He's just like... I'll fuck with this kid. Like, he just is like, <laughs> like, it's just, it's awesome. He totally, like, he just cuts loose. He realizes, man, I was such a stiff in my little ivory tower on Coruscant. Like, I need to be like. Yeah, but everything else around him was stiff, too. Well, that's just a matter of possibly the writing. <laughs> that might just be the, the writing on the wall. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's it. You even sent a little picture. You bootlegged a little. I a may little. have taken a little snappy while oh. I was in the theater. Don't worry. I was in a complete row at the top. Nobody was to the right. Nobody was to the left. And I had my coat blocking 
No flash, but yeah. And he took a picture. I of took Lily. a little picky, and I, I sent it to Cisco and, and and Alex, and I basically said, "God, I fucking love this movie." I think my response was, "Fuck, I need to go watch that movie." <laughs> I think that's really what I, I was like. Oh, I gotta go catch that tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's just. I love it. I really like this movie, and I. Yeah, it has its flaws, guys. But it come has on. tons of flaws. It has a lot of. It's flaws. It's a Star Wars movie through and through. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to argue with you. If you don't like it, you don't like it, and that's fine. That's great. And you that's can fine. hate it, and that's you can That's totally cool. You, you can still it. be a Star Wars fan. You can still We're just we're just picking on you if we're picking on people complaining about the movie. I will say this. I am like 99.9% positive that when that comes out on DVD and people start watching that movie again, watch People are going to start coming around to that movie. Just give it Yeah, it's going to and it's look, it's not going to it also isn't going to be right away. It's going to be over time. And there's going to be some people that just flat out don't like it, and that's totally cool. Dude, the the critics' reviews, the box office earnings, the cinema score, dude, those all speak for themselves. And I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna talk about that Rotten Tomatoes thing because yeah. Hollywood yeah. Reporter already yeah. came out and said, yeah. and that guys, it please, was manipulated. please accuse us of being paid by Disney to be shills for them, please. Because I would accuse us, because I would, I would love to be a shill for Disney. Because <laughs> don't get me wrong, our set's dope. But we're literally in a closet in Chatsworth, and I'm wearing a jacket and a beanie, and I'm sweating my ass off. I would love it if you say that we're shills for Disney so I can tag <laughs> Matt Martin and tell him, hey, buddy, have you heard we work for Disney? Just so he can be like, no, you don't. He can, like, no, it makes Yeah, me- man, we're just coming up, story group meeting. We there. Just let us know. Don't keep us off the Google calendar. We'll be there. Oh, honorable mention, when The, oh. rock, when the, when the rock knocks over the caretaker's wagon. <laughs> Great moment. And he that is this. a classic Star Wars and, humor moment. But here's the thing. Here's the brilliance in that. Because I'm a, I'm a joke guy. There is one part about that that makes it so brilliant. She's holding the wagon, right? Like this. And the rock knocks it and her arms do this. Right? They kind of go like... Like she... Like she doesn't even... Like, <laughs> it's so funny. And then they don't even look up or around. They no, just they're go. just like, oh, brilliant. Love and it. on that note, uh, guys, we're so glad to be back. Again, we'll be back next week. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. It was just us this week. Uh, we'll have some guests towards the end of the month, but we're going to be doing a lot of like breaking down Last Jedi stuff for the next couple weeks and mm-hmm. just kind of spend time loving that movie before we really start Soaking gearing up. it up. And also, I know you're going to get this at the end of the video, but as always, don't forget to like the channel, like the video, hit the subscribe button. Go follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Alex is always spilling the funny on there. <laughs> You'll have a good time laughing. Thanks for supporting the show, and we'll see you next week. All right, guys, may the force be, be with, with you. Thanks for checking out the show, and if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. May the force be with you.